Hi, you're listening to Through the Pages. In this podcast, we read books that are considered classics to figure out if they're worth your while. And to discover why they're amongst the classics. We're your hosts. I'm Fanny. And I'm Mandy. Grab yourself a cup of tea and listen to our bookish rambles. Welcome back to our podcast. To a new episode. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a rather short classic. Yes. Um, We're going to be talking about Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. Exactly. So I think uh, The Catcher in the Rye is most definitely his most known piece of work um, that I actually haven't read. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, I think all high school kids at one point will have read it, but I feel like it's very much a standard... Um, like book that you read in in the US, I feel like definitely. Yeah, like he was never on our school radar. No, no, not at all. I think uh, I don't know. At school, we definitely read more English authors. Yeah. I find we didn't read that many uh, American, American classics yeah. in general. So uh, yeah, but we thought we we're gonna give Salinger a go with a shorter novel. <laughs> exactly before we sort yeah. of tip. Otto's into uh, The Catcher in the Rye, which is also a novel that I feel like people either love or hate. Yes. I've heard a lot of like controversial stuff about it where they're like, oh, I love this. It's one of my favorites. Or like, I hated the main character, mm-hmm. which a little foreshadowing <laughs> for today. I might as well also say personally for yeah. the characters of today's uh, reading. Yes. yes. Um, maybe quickly a bit of background, bit of context um, on how Franny and Zoe was published. Um, Franny, um, the first part of the of the story is a short story centering on the first character, Franny, and the second part of the story is uh, centering on Zoe or Zooey. Mm-hmm. I always in my head I always said yeah. Zoe, but it, it's definitely Zooey because I, I saw a video of uh, Jack Edwards, like yeah. the booktuber, and he called it Zooey, and I, yeah. I watched his video before I read it, so I continued saying Zooey in my head. But when I saw it written for the first time, in my head it was definitely Zoe. Definitely. But, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a guy character, so yeah. I think it's Zoe, not Zoe. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a stupid name, but anywho. <laughs> which is the slightly um, longer part, so I would actually call it a novella. So it's a mix of a short story and a novella, mm-hmm. lengthwise. Um, and they were actually published separately, Franny's part in 1955, and then the Zoe part in 1957, so two years later. And then they were published together in one book in 19. 19- 61 and first they were published in the New Yorker then as a book together yes. and the version that we read is the book that was published in 1961 uh, so both stories back to back exactly and yeah so th- the book is literally <clears throat> divided into Franny and Zooey so it starts with kind of a story or a like a very specific snippet of life of Franny. It's very much like the action starts right away. You're right away in Franny's world. You get introduced to kind of everyone relevant around Franny. And it, because obviously also of its length, it's uh, also situated in a very specific time and place. Yeah, yeah. the story, it's very like has all the elements of a short story because with Franny's text, you're very much like in media stress. So like the... The story starts immediately. It's a very limited, like, scene setting and limited amount of characters. 
basically just Franny and her boyfriend Lane mm-hmm. who are having a lunch together on campus yes like on a campus restaurant yes and I think it would it would I mean I probably it maybe has been uh, made into a play but it, it's very much mm. like play material because Definitely. It, as you said extremely like limited cast limited location and also quite eccentric characters that I think in a play would be it kind of would be represented really well Definitely. Um, so Franny and Zooey are actually uh, siblings. Yes, we realise that in Zooey's part. Mm-hmm. Um, after kind of the, the Zooey part is very similar to Franny as it is it kind of plays in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very limited set of characters, and then you kind of he kind of name drops Franny in the in the midst of his own shenanigans. So you're like, oh, okay, they are yeah related because yeah. in the first part i like went into this not knowing any like not having any context whatsoever i i was convinced that they were like best friends also because first i thought the zooey was going to be a girl too <laughs> so i was like oh franny and zooey it's like a little you know like uh the whole like hanny and nanny thing i don't know what that was called in english but like i the two I, twins and in it blight in the air. exactly that i was convinced that it was going to be like <laughs> like basically that not sure why not as if like salinger had anything to do with that type of writing but no but yeah. i had the exact same idea i was like oh it's probably going to be two like female friends like writing or like telling each other about their lives no it's two siblings like tortured by existential angst (laughs) one more insufferable than the other it it was very yeah yeah so let's quickly zoom out how did you find this book because I always feel like I finish the last page and then I always check in with myself like okay what's my first immediate reaction after finishing this text I thought that the the first part, as much as I didn't enjoy, like, Franny as a... No, not enjoy is the wrong word. I didn't like Franny as a character. Mm. She was very annoying. I did enjoy reading her part. I was very quite invested in all of her thoughts. I would have liked to have more elaboration on everything. And Zooey was such a drag. Like, while I was reading Franny, I was like, oh, this is definitely not what I expected. But quite, like, an interesting pace it was uh it introduced quite like interesting thoughts you could feel that kind of existential crisis Mm. that you mentioned of uh of like a college person that is maybe doesn't know in which direction to go that was very much franny and then zooey came along and it just became so boring and he was equally as unlikely as franny like technically but he felt so much less likable Mm. Because he was so much more boring to read. He very much felt like the type of, I don't know, like, artiste philosopher that, like, needs to be the one that has, like, all of the ideas already figured out, but also not. Like, he was in a bathtub the whole time. Is that not enough said? (laughs) I mean, I feel like what has to be said is if you're looking for a book that is very, like, plot and action driven, this is not it. No, no. This is centering heavily 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 on the characters namely Franny and Zooey it's very much like I felt like it was like a snapshot out of a very specific moment in their lives yes Franny being in the midst of like college and probably being like in her late teens early 20s -hmm. I felt like Zooey probably a couple of years older he's an actor um but they are both like Franny's part as you said like I quite enjoyed reading because we meet Franny during a weekend visit to her boyfriend's and they're having a meal in a Mm -hmm. restaurant 
And Franny is clearly just not doing well. No, She's like no. questioning everything mm-hmm. and by everything I mean like her place in the world like the meaning of life what even is the point of everything yes. and I felt like that was quite an interesting like snapshot of someone's mm-hmm. life because I felt like it's very fitting with that period in mm-hmm. life where you're like sort of not at home anymore you're by yourself for the first time in your life you started like uni like you're suddenly surrounded constantly by your peers you see mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing questioning everything that you want you feel you say type situation um so I felt like I could very much connect to her character she was just very like she's very depressed yeah yeah it's not in a oh I'm questioning where I want to go in life but she's very much like no like a a super extreme version of it and you could tell that she was probably like marinating on these thoughts way too long already without having I don't know like professional help or anything else and the one thing I thought was so, like, annoying about her is that I could... I mean, as much as I disliked Lane, because he was also, like, very much not understanding of anything, but also the idea, because they don't see each other that often mm-hmm. and they, like, write letters to each other, like, the idea of kind of, you know, you're excited for your girlfriend to come visit you and then she comes back and is, like, behaving like a completely different person. She was extremely rude to Lane mm-hmm. and, like, he wasn't like he wasn't nice back or he didn't show any type of um of like patience or like he did show concern for her but not in the way of like oh are you doing okay more like why are you so weird Mm -hmm. like it was it was very insensitive of his part but also she was so rude with everything and like so stuck in her own ideas Mm -hmm. that she definitely didn't like give him any type of time or she also didn't openly communicate like hey Lane I don't want to be with you anymore or like you know I've kind of made up my mind she also kept going back and forth between oh no Lane but you're so nice and everything's fine and then two seconds later she's like smoking and fainting and and, like you're like yeah okay but you know it's uh yeah it was but very much tainted by probably like very serious mental illness Mm -hmm. as well so obviously the understanding was a lot more there but also you could kind of know why Lane was maybe very confused at everything. Yeah I feel like it was a typical situation like the the setting that Challenger chose I felt very fun because it was a typical thing where you're like oh I haven't seen this person in such a long time and I can't wait to see them and like the expectation you have of that like meeting or the weekend is like super high and then you meet each other and like nothing is the way you expected like you just don't click Mm -hmm. everything's a bit like you feel like you say do the wrong things and it's just a bit like oh my god like this is just not yeah like we don't fit together anymore yes and I felt like this was the perfect situation because Lane was like yeah okay I get it you're not really happy with your life but can we talk about the football match that we're gonna go (laughs) see later yeah and she's just like what even is Is the point (laughs) of life yeah because I think at one point she's like yeah like everything everyone does is does is like unnecessary and like stupid and Mm -hmm. irrelevant and I feel like she very much has like those glasses on where she's like, why am I even in this world? What yeah. is my purpose? Yeah. What is anyone's purpose? So very much like a an existential crisis yeah. on every level. And Lane, as a young college guy, <laughs> is just definitely not equipped no. to deal with also that. Also took it very like way more personally as he probably should have. Because also at some point... 
Franny kind of like insults all of his friends because she's like, oh, well, who are these people even? Like they like say all of these things, but then act completely different. Like she's probably 100% right about like kind of the type of person that Lane is portrayed to be. But then also kind of expects Lane to just be like, oh yeah, true, you're right. Like, yeah, you've just insulted like him and all of his friends. Maybe, you know, the, the like understanding that comes yeah. back is, uh, is, is limited in that way. It's very much miscommunication, mm, but because mm-hmm. we're in Franny's head, I think as the reader, you obviously like also empathize with her way more. But Definitely. then at the end, I realized, I think, I think after like Franny, I stopped reading for like a few days and then continued with Zooey afterwards. And uh, and after Franny, I kind of finished reading that. And then I, I thought about like the whole kind of miscommunication. But then I thought, no, there wasn't miscommunication. There was no communication mm-hmm. because everything that we knew, like Lane didn't even know because Franny didn't actually communicate yeah, that she didn't to, him. Voice it to him. No, it was yeah. just inner thoughts. And I thought that was quite interesting mm-hmm. that like you as a reader were kind of um, not like misled because obviously the way it was written it was clear that she didn't say any of this but you still thought like oh that's obvious information yeah but it wasn't so yeah, I but- thought that was done quite cleverly yeah because you're quite as really you're quite infuriated with Lane because you're like come on dude make an effort like yes, yes. ask her but she's just being very like reserved mm-hmm. and a bit like She's very much like playing a role of like like giving him some information but then not really giving him any background as to why she's feeling so badly as she yeah. is. And then also like she did, I don't know, I think like smoke way more than maybe she did before and then she also fainted. Like she was very pale, she didn't eat even though she said she was hungry. So also very like concerning behavior yeah. that yeah, as you said you thought like Lane like come on get up to speed mm-hmm. but then you also realize oh Lane only sees like a very pale shell of a girlfriend Mm -hmm. that is like I don't know like smoking frantically and like insulting him a bit low-key and he's like uh... you know it will do you well (laughs) a football football game (laughs) football game come on you'll feel way better and she's like let me quickly go to the toilet and faint okay bye literally that and I think the after the fainting it feels like he got the message a little bit but it was quite uh it was quite an interesting read yeah Yeah, it was an interesting dynamic so that was fun to read and then Zooey starts. (laughs) No, so like we, I feel like we leave off with um, Franny, and I like as you said, like she's not a likable character, but very interesting to read because I felt like she's very much at a point in her life where she's searching. So she also tells Lane like she will not go, like stop going on about this one book that she's reading, which is called. um, Let me check that I'm saying this right. The Way of a Pilgrim, Mm -hmm. which is basically the story. It's I think a Russian. Or like a story about a Rus- Russian wanderer that like basically learns the power of praying without ceasing. So he's like, it's like basically like finding his way to God by constantly praying mm-hmm. and making it like the rhythm of his life. That's the way, that's yeah. my way of explaining it. That's how I understood it. So she's very much like, you can tell that she's on this, in the situation of like searching, what's the meaning of life? I'm reading this very spiritual religious book Mm -hmm. and Lane's just like (laughs) football's (laughs) awesome (laughs) so you're just like yeah this is not like 
like Franny at that point I was like oh she's gonna join a cult oh yeah yeah also because the the whole like as soon as that kind of praying without ceasing thing started I was like this sounds like quite like creepy and even more concerning yeah, now like save that young yes, woman please yes and Lane there that that's what I think where he was annoying me like didn't show concern in terms of like oh why where did you get those like religious yeah. ideas from out of the blue and out of nowhere he was more annoyed by her he yeah. was like oh like you read these books and blah like you change like your whole personality according yeah. to like the books you read and stuff whereas I would have been like sure like tell me more about it because so maybe I can you know get you out of this idea you're yeah. In. yeah no no he was very much like can I talk about the essay that I wrote please and you're like <laughs> oh, okay yeah, let's yeah. fucking essay. <laughs> calm down yeah. so just like very much like two people not seeing eye to eye mm-hmm. on any level so we finish Franny's part which is I don't know I want to say like 20 40 pages long. yeah very short um and we left off there and I was like oh cool it's going to continue with Franny and then we have a change mm-hmm. and obviously now knowing that it's like sort of it was sort of finished within itself for like two years and then mm-hmm. the Zooey part came afterwards uh, which is definitely connected because Franny also shows up in the second part with Zooey um also at that point I'd for- completely forgotten that, that Zooey was even a thing I was like oh he's in the title but like where oh, yeah. is he yeah I expected um, Franny's story to like go on exactly yeah. but we have like a shift in um a shift in perspective and we go into Zooey's life and the setting there is is that he's at his home in the upper west side mm-hmm. I think and he's sitting in a bathtub of his family uh home which is the glass family mm-hmm. um and Franny's his sister and basically sort of thinking about stuff and then his mom Bessie comes in and they start having like a 50 page mm-hmm. long discussion about everything and nothing yeah it's very much like a bantery back and forth and like in that conversation though we also learn that franny has since come home Mm -hmm. so like the events are basically happening pretty closely after franny's part has finished um and obviously her mom is super worried about her says that she hasn't been eating super pale lying on the sofa is also at home yes like not really knowing and Zooey doesn't really do much. He's a very insufferable character who's like very much like also treating his mom awfully. The disrespect towards Zooey's mom was the, like, that was so annoying. Also, I feel like you can tell how old we are because we're like, show your mother some respect, young man. Come on. Yeah, he just the way, I mean, just already the way that he was like in that bathtub for ages, like blocking the bathroom of a whole family home. And then the mom that kind of wants to come in is like, what the hell are you still doing in this bathtub after like hours of lying and in like it. your sister's not doing well what can we do and he's like mother please yeah. leave this bathroom and then he also referred to her as like Bessie a lot mm-hmm. which w- was also I mean like there's something wrong with kids calling their parents by their yeah, first name yeah. I feel like it's, it's very like why do you call her Bessie just felt very condescending every yeah. time she came in and it was uh yeah it wasn't just didn't did not feel zooey at all that also that part with the back and forth i felt like it was super interesting that we saw into like we got to learn another character of that family and Mm -hmm. like having an outside view on franny as well in her situation um and not just seeing it from franny's perspective but that part was extremely elongated like that was really where like i stopped reading and then continued after a Mm -hmm. couple of days because i was like after franny's quite quickly paced like short story this felt very very long and dragging as you said but it was interesting that we like learned more about the glass family Mm -hmm. because 
I think also Zoo is very much in an area where he's like searching in his life and he's like, what do I want to do? Where am I going? So they're very much like in a similar position, probably also age-wise, where you're a bit like, yeah. oh, what am I, which direction am I going to go into? And we also learned that they have two siblings, uh, Buddy and Seymour. Mm-hmm. Um, and Buddy has since left the family and is pretty much like not really in contact with anyone, only via phone. Yes. And it seems like no one has a really good or close like um relationship with the mother as well. Yeah, they seem all very who who was the who was the letter by that Zoe was reading? in buddy. the bath bathtub it was a buddy yeah they kind of like warned him about the mom about like you know kind of uh oh like that also he needs to leave like don't let yourself be like roped in by bessie and i'm like i, I mean, don't know I mean, like, like the mom is trying to hold everything together yeah. and is like worried about her daughter that is not eating anything yes. having a nervous breakdown in the like on the sofa and her son who's like steeping away in the bathtub <laughs> like an old bag of tea like <laughs> Exactly. Also, because I I felt like, you know, how if if the mom had shown any, I don't know, like weird behavior that would have kind of like justified the different Mm -hmm. snippets of like Bessie hate, I would have been like, okay, you know, the kids are right. Maybe it's like a very complicated mother children relationship. But but Salinger never gave us enough material Mm -hmm. to like hate Bessie as much as like her children did. So it just felt very un balanced yeah i didn't really understand where all of that those feelings towards bessie were coming from i mean you could tell that probably something had sort of gone wrong in that family because buddy the older sibling is just like very much out of the picture we only get to know him or hear about him or his words via yeah yeah, like letters Mm -hmm. or phone calls um and then seymour also at this point large trigger warning the eldest brother um committed suicide Mm -hmm. a couple of years previously so you can tell that like none of the kids seem to be in a very good like situation. I mean, we never learn any background as to why Seymour did what mm-hmm. he did. Um, it's just very much like taken as a fact that he doesn't, doesn't like yeah. passed away. Um, but yeah, Buddy is just like put himself like removed himself from the picture. Zooey is just like a very insufferable like yeah character kind of removed himself from the picture also in the way that he just does not participate in family life he's like in his own little bubble yeah cares about his actor life yes. and that is it franny's like half starving on the sofa yeah and what what i felt was very off with with the second part is that the zooey part felt extreme like the pace felt off yeah because franny felt like a snapshot into franny's head into franny's life and i feel like with zooey Salinger tried to like I don't know like pack in a lot of like family history and information but Mm -hmm. then didn't give enough like page or like word space Mm -hmm. to actually elaborate on these things so it just kind of felt like oh yeah here is Zoo in the bathtub Bessie's like everyone hates Bessie oh yeah like that brother is gone that brother passed away like it it was so much information about so many people Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time whereas Franny was like it was about Franny it was about Lane and about like that weird book yeah and it 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 was perfect for the amount of pages and then Zooey should have been technically a whole book in and of itself yeah yeah for sure no, but I felt like the only good part about like Zooey's part is that like that whole conversation of 
about the book that Franny was reading in her short story, um, that like spiritual religious book that basically Zooey is the only one who calls her out on that Mm -hmm. because like he can see as she's lying on the sofa, they end up having like an interaction and he can see that she's sort of like constantly like mumbling and probably saying that prayer repeatedly. Yeah. And it's sort of like hey stop yeah. I mean he says it in a different way in about like 60 pages <laughs> yeah. but he basically is like hey how about you don't do mm-hmm. that um and that is also sort of where they lost me in the story a bit because I did not fully grasp that whole like spirituality element of the story with like the whole zen idea and that book of the wanderer finding his way towards mm-hmm. god where I just sort of understood it in a way that I was like okay like Franny is searching and she's sort of holding on to that book as a sort of like guide as to mm-hmm. something showing her like a type of meaning. Yeah. And Zooey like being a bit like, hey, probably that's not the way. But then we also learned that like this behavior might have also been influenced by the two older brothers who also were really into spirituality. And like they end up, I think Zooey go, ends up going into their old childhood room, like Seymour and Buddy's room. And the whole door is like full of these like spiritual or like in general like quotes. Like there's like like quotes from like Buddhist monks. There's quotes from like Kafka. So like very much like a mix and match mm-hmm. collage of like, I don't know important men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like thinking about the yes, world. Yes. Um and basically, Zooey also tells Franny that she should, like, giving her advice that Seymour, the older brother, gave him is, like, to always approach life with optimism rather than trying to cling on to this guide. Which then, like, we end the story on Franny sort of taking that advice and sort of lying down and actually smiling for the first time. So there is a bit of, a, like, a character development where you're like, oh, maybe that input might have helped. Um, I also read that... Um, Buddhism seems to have been like quite a, like a, an influence on Salinger's work as well that he often picked that up in his stories. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I felt like for such a like short text, mm-hmm. as you said, the pacing was off and like a lot of heavy topics and like background knowledge was like required to really go along and move with the story. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the whole spirituality aspect, like, really, I, I, it was lost on me. Like, yeah. I, I, I just definitely like same it did feel a bit too much like some like somebody just wanted to like sound intelligent I know that's maybe very mean to say (laughs) but with Franny I didn't have that feeling because it felt the text felt a lot more sincere Mm -hmm. and then Zooey was just like oh let me kind of word vomit everything that I know about like religions or like infam like random kind of information dumping and that like I don't know if it was meant to feel like Zooey was one of those people that just wants to sound intelligent or if it is kind of Salinger's own projection of himself into Zooey and he kind of while he was writing he was like let me write mm-hmm. a lot of info but it was just way too dense for the length of of, the, of like it just completely glossed over so many things things that should have been deeper weren't and for me that kind of made it lose all meaning and everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) five star rating of this book no because i feel like what i really took away like yeah leaving aside the whole like really like dense topics and like spirituality religions like i I think there's a lot of like nihilism in this book as well because like she basically negates 
like any meaning of like life whatsoever. Um, but I feel like Zooey's attempt to make her like to make her cheer up and to like put her again on a path that like works for her also doesn't really work that well. No, it's also it, it felt a bit like I don't know like telling a depressed person to like smile. Yeah. Like it was, it was just not the vibe. It's like Zooey, I know you might have come from like a positive, but it's like I don't know. Oh, I feel a bit depressed. Have you tried yoga? Like, <laughs> y- yes, I have. And that even if I didn't, like yeah. that would also be okay. Go away. <laughs> Go like, away. It felt like that type of uh, yeah. of interaction. Yeah, I felt like the premise of the whole story of like two siblings being a bit like as we said, like a snapshot of their current life and the bit like searching, like feeling like a sort of inner emptiness as well. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was a super interesting premise because I feel like we probably all know a point in our lives where we felt like that or not really knowing what the next steps would Mm -hmm. be, like not really knowing like what's the point actually. Um, But yeah, then everything that was loaded on top, I felt was just way too heavy and also difficult to understand for me as a reader in such a short Oh text. yeah, definitely. I mean, there were some like passages that I kind of read and I was like, I have no idea what I just read. Like, like literally mm-hmm. from a like word point of view, I was like, what just happened? Like my brain just turned off. Yeah, let's just say like Zooey trying to be very clever and intelligent mm-hmm. again in a bit of a performative way. He was like, yes. let me dump everything I know onto you and also onto Bessie. Like his mom being a bit like, I'm way more intelligent than you. So like, oh mother, yeah, like, yeah. just go away because you're not on my level of yeah. like intelligence and cleverness. Um, reading his like, I don't know, like his uh, performative intelligence definitely made me feel super dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I have no idea what you're talking about and I don't know if I'm just not following because yeah. I am not that intelligent. Now I feel or like I... Lane. <laughs> like, now I yeah. feel like the Lane of the past. Like, like, how do you try like uh, football? <laughs> like literally. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't really know how to... Let's just say like when I finished it, I was glad it was over. I think that sums it up perfectly. <laughs> I really, I, I would have loved to have read more of Franny. Yeah, I think. me and too. Knowing, because I was sort of hoping also in the second part to get more on like how she continues mm-hmm. as a character and what like path she's going to go on to. But I feel like maybe that is also sort of the point of the story. I was wondering if the whole sort of like, what's the point is actually the, the text point. itself. Yes. Like a very meta. Yeah. Um, I, that's what, what I was wondering constantly is, did he do it on purpose mm-hmm. or uh, am I just hating it? Like it, it was very, it, it was quite difficult yeah. to to judge that, but would have definitely preferred it to be a single short story of Franny and that's it, like yeah. finished, yeah. Maybe that's also why he, like I, I do wonder why he added the second text that was sort of separate, like published yeah, two years yeah. later, but still like in the narrative like sense connected to the previous text. Um, definitely, like, if you just want to read one part of the two, definitely read the short story, mm-hmm. like, Franny's part. Um, because I feel like that will give you way more. Yeah. It's a yeah. shorter text, but, like, it goes way more in-depth of, like, how, like, the characters are feeling or, like, how she is feeling. Yes. I felt like that gave me way more as a reader than, than the second part. Yeah, I agree. And it definitely didn't want to make me read the Catherine Rye. <laughs> I was just going to ask is... that. Like, are you going to read more no, of Salinger's? I don't think you're going to hear a, a, a podcast episode on the Catherine Rye anytime soon after this. 
but I, I'm glad that I did read it because it's still it's I mean the short classics are nice <laughs> when they're short because you can you still have read like an important part of literature that has influenced a lot of writers that were very important writers but you haven't put in the time investment mm. if you don't like it I think that's that that is yeah. uh, that's my review of the book <laughs> not great but you know <laughs> but I did some days <laughs> yeah I feel like it's a good snippet to have like read yeah also definitely was just not my cup of tea no um, no I think also in general his writing isn't like wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. ever I mean not it wasn't bad at all by any means but it just wasn't my taste of what I enjoy Same. reading um so yeah I think a lot of people probably will like it I would argue that most people prefer Franny's part I, w- I would also like yeah I, so, I yeah we could argue yeah do let that. us know if you have read it which one you preferred if you hated both if you loved both if you preferred one and yeah i don't have much more to say about this to be honest (laughs) i feel like i didn't have anything to say like we did make it to 30 minutes though so that is is true that is uh yeah no so i think like if you want to have a little glimpse into i feel like this was a good starting point into salinger's work because it's quite a low effort type reading in the sense of like also the length um but yeah won't be hearing me talking no. about Salinger anytime soon again and that's the end of my <laughs> yes. spiel and so yeah let us know if you've read it which parts you preferred if you're gonna read it if you've read The Catcher in the Rye or anything uh, else by Salinger and we shall hear you in our next episode